And here they come. Louth, O'Brien, O'Neill, Conlon, White, Coleman, Bean, Riley, Cunningham, O'Donnell, Lynch, McDonnell, Rose, Smith, Blood, and me and... Breaks inside to Stephen White. The one man that can do it, and he's done it! A goal for Louth. Paulo Hanlon, a vital touch. Now he's Stephen White to his right. This must be it! It is! I don't believe it! Kildare must be out of the Leicester Championship. At midfield, wearing number eight, the first all-star ever from Louth, would you welcome Paddy Keenan. Arguably the most popular of tonight's winners, Paddy has led from the front for Louth since his championship introduction in 2003. Here's a chance for Rooney! What a goal by J.P. Rooney! And then it happened. Bean sends in from the sideline and Sean Cunningham finishes it at the net. Loud are in front. And here it is. Loud are All-Ireland champions for the third time. For the first We Are Loud podcast of 2019, we'll be wiping the slate clean with the highs and lows and many, many lows of 2018. And we'll also be chatting Loud Wicklow of Bourne Cup that happened last Saturday evening. So thanks very much for listening and a happy Loud and Proud New Year. Just before we get into the Loud Wicklow of Bourne Cup game and all the 2018 highs and lows... <coughs> I'll be tidy. I just want to tidy up the uh, managerial merry-go-round. Uh, Mark Murray is not with the Shans. Uh, Damon Shields is not with the Pearcey, as I said in the last podcast. Thomas Duffy is the new manager. The ma- uh, last year's Miles manager is the new manager of the Pearcey. Um, and Tommy Kirk is rumoured to be with the uh, Shans and also Brian O'Core with Kilcarley. So thanks for people who, who got in touch to let me know who that who who. The, the appointments are and uh, getting to last Saturday um, Laird and Wicklow down in Bray uh, I think the players are really hungry for these matches I know the fans might be giving out that oh I'll play matches on the 29th of December I think the players are training anyway so I think they're mad for games and Laird certainly looked the hungrier uh, I know they went down they went down 2 nil early on but then they settled fairly quickly Ryan Bournes looked sharp he actually looks very sharp this year Looks we really, got a nice turn on the half turn, spun it over and kicked it over his left foot. New advance mark is suiting him as well. Um, then Andy McDonald gets sent off after 13 minutes. Uh, very hard to see what happened. Uh, the player went down. We thought it was a black card initially, then it, it, which would have been a sin bid. But then, but like we were just wondering where why was he not coming back on after 23 minutes? And Ward filtered back to the, everyone on the ground and around the. Round the pitch, lovely setup in Bray, Bray Emmett's, that he was uh, sent off, straight red card. So, there you have it. He, 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 so, it was nearly a blessing in disguise that we played the 14 men, because Wicklow were dire, to be, to be honest. So, 14 men is a massive, uh, massive uh, effort on the lads, with fitness-wise, but no harm, because... Uh, more substantial in the long run. And they look really, really good. Look like I know Wicklow were dire, but we looked an awful lot more cohesive than we did against uh, Wexford. And I suppose the goal really summed that up. Strong running from the two wing backs, Anthony Williams, uh, John Clutterbuck, the other wing back, looked really 
really settled in his what was his second game and at the county level got in the end of the move and just slotted into the net and then we just stretched the lead after that Sam Mulroy got a few scores um, and then Bornsey as well got a couple just when we were like flying through thinking we were going to coast to victory uh, even in the first half Gerald Morrissey corner forward for Wicklow hits this rocket of a shot entirely against the run of the plane totally caught Fergus Sheiky another rookie port and you'd probably put him in as an A he was very composed like he could, didn't have anything the goal took everyone by surprise including him it was that much of a rocket of a shot it was far out as well but he looked very good he made a great save in the second half kick out to run the money and he's definitely yeah he's, de- he's been tipped to go on to go on the loud set up for a long time and he's finally there and he uh, he looks he looks a good bet to make an impact maybe push Craig Lynch all the way especially going well with the Young Irelanders as well it's great to see him there then Jim hits probably the best point of the game from long range and Sam Mulroy and Bournes he added to the tallies to make a 1-6 at the break and then after half time we just blitz Wicklow we, we think we hit 6 points in a row Tommy Dornan got an advanced mark as well Decky Bourne came on hit 2 points Conor Early was very impressive around him in the field but in a good shift broke up a lot of play and he Drove forward a couple of times. We we seem to be driving very hard from the half back line with Bevan, two wing backs, the midfielders. Tommy likes to get up anyway, but we drove really hard at them. Sam Mulroy kicked a couple of points, and uh, they kept over a couple of constellation scores. It was very much exhibition stuff, despite being with fourteen men. Kieran Downey came off the bench as well. He had the final say with two scores, and uh, that was the last. That's the last competitive game of the year. And uh, we look forward to Longford now this weekend. But it was a really good run out couple of players still to come back in um, no harm Andy probably going off early because it's nice to see what we could do without Andy even despite even I know 14 men as well uh, and it was just it was it was just good it was good running all around and a lot more positives to take from it but uh, Longford's the big test so now 2018 and actually yeah I will have a I will have a podcast on uh, on the the Laird are playing Longford this Saturday in Longford Pierce Park 2 o'clock I'll have a podcast maybe that Saturday night or Sunday but definitely I'll have a podcast about the game but uh, next we'll be talking about the highs and lows of 2018 the year that was or wasn't really in some other parts Uh, depends how you want to look at it Right, so let's go through the highs and lows of 2018, and there was many, many, many lows. Unfortunately, it wasn't. It might be a great year for Irish sport between the hockey players and the rugby team, and rowers and boxing and everything. But on the loud scene, it was there wasn't. It was slim pickings for for highs. Um, but we'll start with a low, and it's probably the senior champ, the inter- intercounty championship, and it was, it was just. Blitz with with uh, disappointments really. <clears throat> the loss to Carlo. I know a lot of lot of loud fans didn't go travel to Moor Park, and they were probably lucky enough they didn't get to see the performance. It was just flat, and Carlo had a number on that day, and you could kind of sense it coming. We went through an entire league campaign um, without a victory, and then. Carlo were going nicely, the hype was all around them and Stephen Poach and what have you and they did a number on us in a Moor Park 
just very disappointed um, you know the, you kind of think oh we're, we're always better than Carlo but just shows last year we weren't and how low we were and then I suppose a high for myself personally was going to London um, it was a great trip over there beautiful sunshine and the heat waves that overcame Ireland and and uh, London during the summer and we put on a really good show 20, I think 26 points we kicked William Woods was exceptional I always remember his place kicking that day Kieran Downey's points from play were very good looked really sharp looked really good looked like we got the Carlo game out of our system really high point lovely points after the game in the clubhouse players mixing with the fans that come over the supporters that come over it was a nice atmosphere it was a lovely summer's afternoon people had made time and there was no real hurry to get home there was flights booked so you can amble to the airport either that night or the next morning or player fans have travelled the night before just a nice uh, novelty and it was nice to get over it was it's great to meet proper loud fans that really really bought into it and put up the hard earned cash to go and literally put the money where the mouth was and travel across across the English Channel the Irish Sea and and support the lads because it was brilliant it was a brilliant performance they showed up that day and it was super football as well um, I know we, we didn't play as a defensive or as attackingly in any consistent fair but that game we were certainly pulling some really good scores I know it was London and what have you but still it was it was a terrific performance and kicked some really good points regardless of who the opposition was the skill level was high um, and then just when you thought we were going to have a run and we're going rightly even against Leitrim and Carrick and Shannon another lovely weekend too uh, we just we just completely self-combust uh, James Craven picks up a red card and we're going rightly and it just the, the wheels just f- fell off after that kind of give up but it kind of summed up the Pete McGrath reign really he was uh, doomed from the start never worked never worked out he never had a set kind of grip on the whole thing and then just to slump to 25 defeat 25 point defeat to Leitrim was really really harrowing um, so that that was the low point and I suppose a bit of a low point as well seeing uh, like a great manager in Pete McGrath suffer so much this year like He's a, you can see he's a die-in-the-wool uh, GA man, lives for it, um, keeps on going. It was just disappointing that it, he just, there's no real heart there. In the end, it just, the, the whole thing was a bit of a mess. Uh, it wasn't reciprocated either way between manager and players, and it just never happened. And uh, he just, he, he pulled the plug at the end of the year, I suppose, that's a, it's a bit like Mourinho pulling the plug at United uh, it was a bit of a high point I suppose if you could say that but it's probably disingenuous to say that really so that's a couple of highs there and a few lows um, a few more we'll get into it we'll get trashed in the National League and there's plenty more in the club scene as well Right, so that's the championship uh, done and dusted in a quick and neat five minutes. Uh, highs and lows, not too many highs as I've alluded to. But we get to the league, and 
I suppose the league was a bit of a disaster. Like, it just... We were up again it. We were up again it from the outset. Being in that Division 2, very, very strong. Very competitive. A lot of away games and... A new management. It was just tough to... Like, it was, like I said earlier, it was doomed from the start. To go out and try and know your players and know your team and know your panel and then you're losing players on top of that in Division 2 and like you really need everything going for you to slug it out uh, and to stay up there in Division 2 so once you're losing players and things not going right players have a sense of that as well <clears throat> then the county can pick up that things aren't going well in the camp and then you're, you're, uh, you're losing games as well it kind of kind of bodes for the supporters not to come out and there's just an apathy there and it just just stinks the whole place out really so that that, that could probably sum up the entire league campaign a lot of heavy defeats to Cavan and Tipperary off the top of my head and like I, I, I struggle myself like I would you, you'd be coming home from games and you're trying to pick out positives from the games so like there's a load a lot of low points throughout the league so like the, the lowest point is going the entire league without a win um, the mean game being called off well uh, was a bit of a farce as well whether they're going to play that as well the players were kind of felt they weren't looked after well enough either uh, for the, the way it was not it was not played and then but there was a few sprinklings of positivity and no better man like myself to dig them out and trawl through them but uh, you'd look at like the likes of the new players that come in and uh, Emma Carlin was really was really I'd say I mentioned a thousand times coming home in the car from the games really high point to, to pick out a player like himself that kind of came from relatively nowhere winning his first championship with the Blues and then being a real light really for for loud at, at times in the, in the national league, play marking top players and still standing up as, on his uh, own uh, accord and on his own merits and playing well. And I know we probably got a lot of uh, got a lot of spotlight because we were under the cosh for majority of the contests, um, but he he really stood out. He's probably loud's player of the year. Really, uh, Andy McDonald was quite good as well. Uh, I suppose you have those blues, that blues contingent, like the likes of Fergal Donahue, Kieran Downey, Ross Nally all came in last year. They, I think they'll be the better for it. I think that was a lot of it. I think the whole year can be summed up uh, through learning curves, harsh, harsh learning curves. Like we were absolutely punished for every single mistake we made in uh, Division Two. Um, so maybe no harm, Division Three. Looking forward this year. Uh, more positives would would probably be the um, I thought we played very well like some games we didn't get any rub of the green and we thought we put in some good performances but you could be proud of the lads and their performance at Cork um, having played Cork in years big uh, probably a big giant of the game or a sleeping giant now really the way they are but we played very well in that game just didn't get the rub of the green lads acquitted themselves quite well and showed no fear at times to really go at Cork considering their resources compared to ours uh, we probably had no business like even in being in division with Cork but we held our own 
things had it went right they just got to go at the right time and that was definitely that was definitely you come away and you feel yeah the lads put in a shift there and you, you feel proud coming away from the game but then I suppose looking to wrap up the division the 2 the league campaign a couple of fleeting highlights maybe Tommy Dornan got her only goal in the league against Dan, Dan and Clare the return of Conor Grimes who missed a few uh, missed a few months of the year previous great to see him back in a loud shirt and then going back to goals I suppose actually going back to the Bourne Cup and I, we, we lost we Longford beat us but we beat Kildare in a game there in Hawkfield and that was that was actually probably loud, the highlight of Louds football on the pitch this year it was a great performance down there and tied back in any netted two goals and he got I think he got a couple, five touches and he might have got two, three. So that was probably the highlight on the field. And then another highlight, I suppose, is uh, Wayne Kieran's taking over the job ahead of next year. And then off the field, the new county grounds. It looks to be really, really, really going ahead. I know everyone's waiting for the sod to be torn or until it's actually been built or concrete being poured before they can safely say we're getting a stadium or something's happening. But I suppose in a year of slim pickings, uh, there's a few positives in there. Uh, it was an absolute learning curve, a baptism of fire at times, a lot of young players introduced and exposed to the high, nearly one of the, the highest levels of county football, Division 2, without going to the absolute top with Dublin. Uh, but... All in all, that's the 2018 inter-county scene in a nutshell. Up next, we'll be talking the club football scene. Right, that's the inter-county scene out of the way. Uh, we'll have to have a look at the club scene. And what a what an amazing club year. I, I feel like... Uh, the, the, the standard was very high across the board. Quality of football was quite good as well. Score taking was up there too. Um, bar, I suppose, well, you have the Leinster runs as well. Obviously, the Young Irelanders are Leinster champions. We'll get to that now in a second. But uh, all bar the Blues, they, they, all, they all won, uh, which is great to see. Uh, and all really good highs, I suppose, yeah. Um, we start, so we start there. We have to, you have to start with the Young Irelanders. Definitely one of the highs of the year, if not the entire year of Loud football, to go on and win a Leinster Championship. And I was lucky enough to be there from the start. They uh, they were quite good from the outset, even in uh, even in Loud. Like you kind of had having gone down last year, the players to have the system to have that they're going to do the business. Uh, and Clyde gave them a fair rattle in the in the junior final. Roach gave them a fair rattle in the semi-final as well. But they came through that with flying colours. And then they faced Kinnegad. Then the then the the beat the beat down there was good enough game as well. They, they were down a couple of defenders. Um, Kieran Murray at the start. Peter Nixon came in. Then they beat a leash team. I don't know. I think it was. And then they went down and won the semi-final away from home down to the Kilkenny team in New Ross, which is an epic journey. My God, a three-hour journey down 
and uh, it was a bog standard old pitch uh, against Kilkenny Horland team really with a with a football team on the side and they just disposed of them did what they did did what they had to do did the business then got to a final and in a final where St Bridges from Offley they're actually an intermediate team they were betting the intermediate final so they're eligible for the junior and you thought they were gone thought they were out of it and next thing in Shiki comes off the bench and fires in this rocket of a shot which is probably one of the highs of the year as well one of the goals of the season just a rocket I think I said it at the time and he said it himself at the time no business going for it but he just hit it and he hit it he did he just smacked it in and that was it uh, Young Irelanders were allowed and Leinster junior champions then you suppose the other high of the year would be uh, the Blues the Blues team like they were so good and so all encompassing that you kind of took them for granted and their achievement this year was kind of taken for granted I feel they won the league pulling up they won the championship but not even playing well not even getting out of uh, toward a fourth gear at times and then they went on and win another 21 championship at the, at the end of the year so it just shows the batch of players to have young players to have I think there was five inter-county players in that under 21 winning team at the end of the year so winning is all they know and it's probably all we know of them as well oh the Blues just win yeah that's it yeah they just win that's that's what it looked like from the outside but you kind of take for granted the, the quality that they showed uh, the likes of Kieran Downey, Ross Nally, even fringe players like the Moors John Commode still doing a job around the middle of the field uh, Kevin Carr the forgotten man with Loud and the Connor but the boys coming in then uh, the goalie of the year to court to himself and he probably backed it up as well Dean Martin uh, I suppose you could say another high of the year was probably the senior final usually they haven't been great games the, the senior final last year the Gales and the Blues wasn't a great contest but for all the drama that ensued it was a, it was, it was a brilliant like advertisement for loud football the Martins gave it a massive rally were, were absolutely fantastic and then Conor Browning was the catalyst was a super performance just to win the senior championship to come back from behind it's just outstanding it was brilliant to watch absolutely brilliant to watch probably oh, it was tinged with a little bit of a horror show really when you see the, the Marlins throw away the lead like they did but it was definitely a high point um, intermediate championship was absolutely a brilliant story as well with the Mockers winning and getting back to senior football uh, really good final as well with them and the Feckins so maybe the, the, the junior final probably wasn't the best in the finals and that usually is but the last minute heroics of Peter Nixon to save or to intercept the pass to win it kind of made it exciting as well down the stretch but uh, yeah the, to see Decky Bourne win the intermediate along with his brother who went off just before that um, Good, good scouts down there in, in Loud Village and they really they really appreciate and love the football down there so it's great to see them get up into senior football that has to be a high point like it's nearly like 
like the equivalent of Limerick winning the Hurling Championship, you know, and probably it's very similar to the Blues and Dublin winning the Football Championship. It's not really, it's not really seen as an achievement or a special achievement, but really and truly, like it's a, it's a quality team, like. Uh, that, that that blues team is just quality and they're just beating teams into submission and I suppose we're, we're kind of taking it for granted a little bit so that's the three main highs I suppose the quality the brilliance of the blues the achievement of the young Irelanders and just the uh, the joy the sheer joy the uh, the mock this showed and then uh, let's let's look a little bit deeper then right, let's a few picks down the year uh, you probably have to say the Martins. Overall, they were an absolute breath of fresh air. Uh, even the semi-final, they banged in all the goals. Even the quarter-finals against the O'Connells, they put on a show. Loads of gold fests. Uh, loads of good young players coming through. Uh, even the night out, the live show. That's a personal highlight for the year. The live show out in... Uh, in uh, Monaster Bison, which is which, which was really a really enjoyable night, and I suppose appetite is there for maybe some more in the future. And that was a high. That doesn't happen, I suppose, that the Martins aren't don't get to the final like that. Uh, but the, but the way the Blitz teams on on the run to the final was was super. Some scintillating football, really. And then the likes of Wheelow, Samuel Roy, Connor Healy, banging in goals and winning the game with pure skill and class it was great to see really great to see absolute breath of fresh air that's one, probably definitely one of the highs of the year um, staying with senior uh, I suppose I, I think that a quarter final game that stood out in, in my mind would be it'd have to be actually that uh, slugfest of uh, the Mahonies and the Pats in, in the clans under lights the train going by it was just a really good evening, a really, really uh, competitive game of football. No love lost, good scores taken. Uh, two Eben and Flo didn't know what way it was going to go, who was going to win. Paddy Keane is back from America. You have Razor and Desi, old dogs with a hard road, still putting in performances. Then you have young players like Kyle Carroll and Chris O'Neill for Domani stepping up without the likes of. Uh, John O'Brien injured Crawley banging in a goal as well it was a really good game really great game of football and it was just it was just brilliant uh, definitely really really good advertisement as well like I say and definitely one of the highs of the year if you were there that night really 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 brilliant game of football I suppose one of the lows of the year at club level would probably be the massive delay in the championship I think it was seven weeks was it seven weeks of a delay from the first two rounds to the quarterfinals you just felt you have a load of momentum built up and next thing boom it's squashed um, took away from it you play league games in between lads pick up injuries uh, you don't want to play your full team you're, you're kind of lads are going on holidays and they're not taking it seriously and the whole the whole hype is kind of taken away from for supporters as well and it's hard to get that momentum back a lot of teams were flat they were going really well the likes of Clark Head the Brides uh, a few other teams there Just it just kind of just it didn't bode well it's probably something that we'll look at next year and it probably will be fixed coming looking ahead and hopefully it will because we've a we've a great little championship great set up across the three championships 
way it works out. So we keep that momentum going. Like three three team groups, great, great. Uh, it has been a great success, really. You're, you're everything, every game is meaningful. Relegation playoffs as well. So that's probably uh, the highs and lows at club level that are obvious anyway. But here's a few other little nuggets. Um, Ross Nally's point taken against the Martins in the group game in the league. Colin Murphy's nine points in the second half for Dunlear in the Junior Championship. Staying in the Junior Championship, Niall Shark is goal poaching all year. Tons of goals from the man they call Rooney down there. Robbie Curran's viral video on the dog sport. Niall McDonald's double saves in the second half for the Feckins on their run to the intermediate final. Liam Shevlin blazing a trail through the group stages for the Dreadnoughts, banging in a goal against the Mahonies when they look really, really good. The Rahalis absolutely blazing a trail in Division 2 league, won it at a canter. Um, Luke Matthews' performance in the minor final was absolutely spectacular in the second half when the chips were kind of down, he, he scored them to victory. I'd say that's early every club mentioned, but I suppose one thing that, one highlight that every club can be mentioned is was the impact the Fela had during the scorching summer. Absolutely amazing experience for all the youngsters, boys and girls, for the whole of the centre of the GE universe to focus in on Laird and their little club, the effort every club made for the hosts and the games to play an interaction will stand long in the memory. I suppose with those two, with with every club, and I suppose with the final note with the club, you'd probably have to uh, shine a light on who we lost this year. The one and only Paddy Clark, absolutely amazing man and mentor and friend, and just just a great man to know. And Conor Morgan, I mentioned London earlier. It was a personal highlight, but I'd say it was absolutely devastating to get the news for any any person in Newham and any Gales clubman as well so that's the club that's the club for 2018 wrapped up and we'll have last but not least one more and then we'll wrap it up you couldn't do a high and low podcast of the 2018 year without mentioning the loud ladies the terrific awesome loud ladies who uh, overcame everything really that was thrown at them um, losing Michal McKeown, the manager, at the start of the year was just—it was just a heartbreaking story, really, to come in and the play. He got so much out of the players. The players loved him. It's a real affection there. Really lovely, affable man. Really kind. Always crack a joke here and there as well. So the pass—it's just a tragedy for him to pass mid-season. Um, was always going to take its toll, but the the girls channeled it very well. And went all the way to the All Ireland final. Now, unfortunately, it didn't go well for them in the, on the day. But if you had have said that when the past me all happened early on in the year in, in um, May, I think it was, um, to just even dust themselves down and put on a pair of football boots after, they, they deserve incredible uh, plaudits. Uh, but dust themselves down, they did. And I was lucky enough to be at the. The Laird and Derry game in Tyrone, uh, which absolutely it was a brilliant, brilliant game. They were, they were completely gone, thought they were out of it, and then uh, Michelle, Michelle McMahon gets a, a, a long, long injury, wait for the uh, ambulance to arrive. Did arrive, Laird were well down, then they came back, uh, Lazarus like, 
and Kate Flood got the winning goal. It was just a, it was amazing piece of skill actually, just to to round the marker and flick it in with the outside of a right boot. Bit like Fabinho's goal the other night, no luck goal. Um, terrific finish and terrific bunch of girls. Go to the Ireland final in Crow Park. Darren Bishop deserves special mention as well. He took over the reins, brought them all the way to Crow Park, and it just didn't go well for them on the day. But it's definitely something they can build on. Really good panel of players there. Probably a few more players that could come back into the panel as well. Um, they probably see that there's there's loads there's loads of potential there now this year. I think Darren Bishop is staying on for 2019, which is a massive boost. So that's a definitely a massive high. Um, the Loud Ladies 2018, possibly the Loud Team of the Year. No contest really, I suppose, when you look at it. So that's it. That's the highs and lows. And if you have yours, get them in. Get them in to me. We might post them up in the next time or on Twitter or I'll retweet it. It's at we we at Loud Proud on Twitter. Um, we are loud on SoundCloud thanks very much for listening that's a full year of podcast now since we began this time last year um, so thanks very much for listening and continue to listen hope you have a trophy laden 2019 which whatever club or county you're with and who you're listening in but um, most of all thanks very much for listening really really appreciate it